Hello and welcome to the Liverpool Way podcast. The Reds booked their place in the next round of the FA Cup with a comfortable win over Norwich at Anfield. The goals were spread around, some of the kids put in fantastic performances and we welcome back some big hitters after injury. So it was the perfect way to kick things off again after Kloppo's bombshell on Friday. I'm Dave Usher, editor at liverpoolway.co.uk and joining me for this I've got the two Johnnies, Brennan and Gallagher, as well as Paul Natton who's popping in for the quick word before bed. Okay, Paul, we'll come to you first. Um, what did you make of the whole experience, the whole day, the feeling of it all? Yeah, I didn't really didn't know what to make of today, really, as you know, beforehand. Uh, Dan and I, um, we, were, we were chatting in the pub beforehand. I don't think either of us really knew what to expect. And I, I, I was saying to Dan, and I, I think he, he broadly agreed, really. I, I just... I feel like it's kind of like the initial shock of Friday. In fact, you know, when I listened back to the little snippet I did on Friday on the other pod, like I surprised myself how emotional I sounded then. But it was such a shock, wasn't it? Like it was mad. It was just so... Yeah. The whole... Just just a complete shock. Um, and then I kind of like felt all right about it, really. Processed, processed it a little bit. I mean, you've got to accept it. There's a point like fine, it's happening. So you've just got to think, okay, we've, we've got to get on board with what's going on. Um but I just didn't know how I'd react going into the ground or how the other fans would react. And I also feel as well like this is one of those sort of responses to a big event and, you know, that it'll, it'll morph and change and it'll be different depending on what's going on. I think, I think we've only just really started to get our heads around this and I think there'll be twists and turns along the way. Some of it will be dependent on the football, some of it will be dependent on... Jürgen himself, I suppose, but just didn't really know what to expect. So when we walked up, Dan spotted it straight away, and because we were chatting just as we got to like you know the big concourse outside the cop, um, where they have that big van with music playing. But it just felt like it was weird. It was like eerily quiet, as busy as normal, loads of people around, yeah. but just like I don't know, just strange. And I don't think I don't think it's like I don't think we were sort of projecting some sort of weird response onto everybody I think that's the way it was because when I got inside various of the people who I sit around all kind of made the same point they all felt it had been quite strange and weird so yeah it was odd like it was odd I also felt a little bit I always feel uncomfortable about Jürgen's whole don't sing my song and this is what how to support thing I've never really liked that at all um so I was a little bit Trepidatious about time, that, though, don't you think? I mean, saying that. It, it, it made it, it did make sense, yeah. But I was trepidatious about how it would go because I just thought, I mean, what he said made sense, but I thought also, but the people are going to want to, whether you like yeah. it or not, are going to want to, are going to want to show how they feel. I think he knows that. So I though. didn't, I didn't really know what to expect of all of that. So that was on my mind. The decent attempt at you'll never walk alone before, but it was, it was nothing like super special. It was just a, a good. You'll never walk alone. And I was kind of mindful that we don't have our best atmospheres with earlier kickoffs. I know it was 2.30, but earlier kickoffs against unfancied teams. And I just wasn't sure which way it would go. Yeah. But in retrospect, coming out, I just think it was the absolute perfect game for this mm-hmm. scenario. You know, we were at home, championship side, he wanted to have a go. Jürgen's mate managing them. Um, we had some really good goals. We had some really good football. Didn't quite have it all our own way, which added an element of drama to it. We had, we had a good win. 
the kids were boss. I mean, fucking hell. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys will do more about that later. Just Connor Bradley and uh, and uh, Jake McConnell. Wow. Jesus Christ. James. Really, really. Yeah, James McConnell, sorry. Really, really impressive. Um, and then, of course, we had the, 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 the injured players back. And I tell you what, I had a little insight into your world today, Dave, because that reception that Robbo got when he came on, fucking hell. That must be exactly how you feel when you see John is typing in the group chat because it was absolutely <laughs> incredible. It was incredible. I've never seen. Honest to God, like it was like goosebumps on goosebumps on my arms from the just the uh, the response to Robbo, the big welcome. I think I just caught something just before we came on here, like a, a snippet of an interview with him where he said it'll live long in the memory that reception. I, he's right, like yeah. it was really really good. So I just think all of that was great. I think as fans, we got to give it loads um, with Jürgen's song. And interesting, I've seen he said afterwards he's going to stop asking us to not sing it anymore now. Yeah, he did. um, Which I think is good. And I, um, as always, I I get off immediately on the final whistle. I sort of make my way down to just where the steps are. And as soon as the referee's whistle blows, I give it a big go-ahead and then I get off. But I was halfway to the King Harry and they were still singing... um, singing a song and audibly so like you could hear it, it was loud so i think i think um you know overall i i just felt it was exactly what we needed today it's like business as usual really i think you know if we'd had if, if we'd had a wobbly result or uh, a wobbly performance or there'd been you know something hadn't gone our way we'd had if there'd been a nasty injury or anything to make it feel weird um i think it you know i, I wouldn't have felt as confident that we've sort of shaken the initial Monkey of Jürgen going off our backs. I mean, as I said, I think this is gonna this story's gonna have a very long tail. But um, I think I think as things stand, I think we couldn't have done it any better than we did it today. Uh, and it was important, I think, really, to just to get it out of our system a little bit as much as we could before Wednesday, because that, that's a that's a really big game. So I don't really think we could have asked asked for any any more before kickoff. And I guess I just hope now that. It, it all goes well for the rest of the season because if anyone deserves a glorious final ovation, it's 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 Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. Um, so I, I just yeah, brilliant, absolutely brilliant day really, and um, couldn't have asked for any better. Do you think you just said there? You just touched on it really um, ahead of the Arsenal game. Do you think that's part of the timing why he did it when he did it? Because this was the game uh, coming up. Rather that's than interesting. Before Arsenal. That's interesting. You know, I I don't. He, it must he have strikes been me as a, it's got to be careful. Yeah, I was just, I, I was do. just, I was just going to say, he strikes me as a man who um, is as ruled as much by his gut as he is with his head. And I think sometimes people think he's more about his gut than his head, and I don't think that's fair. I think he's he's a clever, tactical, strategic. He's astute. He's all those things. But he is, but his gut is important to him. But I think the fact that he's known for a couple of months. Um, and he was looking for a time. I, I think it does make sense. I also do wonder if there was just a little bit of, you know, his heart told him, my best mate will be there, my best man from my wedding will be there, but yeah. will be the other fella in the in the doorhouse opposite. And I'll just have my friends around me. You know, it'll be emotional. Um, let's do it in a, and in, in a context where the stakes, the football stakes are arguably lower. You know, it is, even now, today, with it through to the fifth round, it's still... The least important of the four competitions we're in, although you know it's not unimportant, and I fucking want us to win all fucking four of them. So yeah, that does make sense, Dave. I hadn't really thought about that, but I think I, yeah, I think that 
that will be in the mix. It'll be, do it today, then we go to Chelsea, we go to Arsenal, maybe use it a little bit, try and use it. Um, I certainly, I would be expecting an absolutely raucous um, atmosphere on, on Wednesday night now. Yeah. I think I think we've kind of got the, the trepidation and the nervous, we're not quite sure how to behave or we're not quite sure what to say or do or how to feel. We've kind of got that out of our systems today. And I think Wednesday, as a as a fan base, we need to be back to business as usual, same as the as the the team and the the players were today. That's what I mean when when I'm saying about the timing of it. What you've just said there, really, you know, getting it out the way, and it, it will be business as usual to some extent. Now that the first game afterwards was always going to be the one when the weirdness was there and people are yeah, not really yeah. sure. But overall, what what did you think? How do you think the crowds handle it? Because obviously. They are going to sing his name. <clears throat> and I think they will be singing his name for the rest of the season. But I also think what he said about not making it about him and it needs to be an atmosphere in the ground. I think the crowd will pick the moments with, with, before they're singing his name. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be done for the sake of it. And there's no point in like, you know, getting wound up about it because it's, it's going to happen. But hopefully it just happens at the right time. That, that That's the way I Absolutely. I mean, I think the thing that Jürgen has never fully appreciated is that we've been singing managers' names for a, for a long time before he came to the club. We'll be singing them after. Yeah. And we always know when's the right time. We've always known you pick your moments in a game. You don't do it like when it's a, you know, you kind of like it's, it's you're you, you 1-0 up in a, in a very close game going into the last few minutes. You do it when you're like miles ahead or when you have a big result or... Do you know what I mean? You pick your moments. We've always been good at doing that. We're not stupid as a fan base. We know that, although I have to say, if I hear another fucking shout of shoot from the crowd, oh. maybe I'll have to revise that and pre- that, yeah. that, that, that view. I mean, it's so fucking small time. It does me head in like it's yeah. embarrassing. It's fucking pure championship. Yeah. It's only one step removed from your shit are when a goalkeeper takes a goal kick. Anyway, sorry, I don't want to don't want to get outside. Yeah. That's fucking done me head in. No, it's a good I'm point. Totally I am yeah. sick of it. Like I'm fully sick of it. It's pathetic. Every time but, Joe Gomez gets it. Yeah, but... yeah. It's just just a joke, like. Um, but anyway, I think yeah, I think I think we'll know how to respond. And I thought I thought we were fine today. I thought we were fine today. And the, the first the first go at it, I think that everyone was. A, it was almost like a little bit sort of like everyone sort of singing it a little bit half heartedly in case we got told off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but uh, but he was fine with it, and then it was it was like full voiced and full throated at the end, um, and everyone was giving it the full beans. Um, and then at, by that stage as well, I mean I think I think it was four two when it, when we really went for it, and then we got another one afterwards as well. So I, I I think it was I think it just went it was fine. I certainly feel personally coming away from the ground a sense of um, don't know yeah. But the, I suppose the best phrase is a little bit of a monkey off me back really. Just I was I was unsure how how it would be how it would feel, and I certainly feel go when we go the game on Wednesday, I'll be thinking right this is we're getting into the business end of the season now. I'm approaching today yeah. that, that the game on Wednesday as let's get three fucking points and a big win against against rivals who can have a say in our title campaign, we need to win the game. I won't be going into that thinking about how do we act respectfully towards Jürgen and show that we love him and all that. That's kind of gone from my mind for now. That time will come again. Mm-hmm. Those those thoughts will come back, but it won't. that will not be in my head on Wednesday. And I think, I hope it'll be the same for most, really. So, yeah, mission accomplished, really, today. It went just about as well as it possibly could have done. Yeah, plus, he doesn't need telling. He said himself, he said, I know. You don't need to be like letting me know all the time. I already know. So, yeah, I do think it'll be a case of picking and choosing. But, John, um, 
obviously you haven't you haven't had your say yet on on the your reaction to the news and all that. So we'll get to the game itself in, in a bit, but just your initial thoughts on you know the the announcement and you're in work and also how was your day after that like you know you said something about snapping at customers and <laughs> so do you want yeah. to just let us know how you feel yeah so basically it turns out i was checking a car in on roadworthy car work in the motor industry for anyone who doesn't know uh, prestige car repairers lloyd's also body so give them a little bit of an advert there if you've got any nice cars that need fixing um get in touch uh but yeah so Checking the car in, come back. My phone, my mobile's on me on the reception desk because uh, I deal with the the put like customers and stuff. So uh, looked at my phone and I seen one of the lads in the chat. It might be Dan. Dan's normally the scoopers, and he's normally first on the scene generally yeah. when it comes to uh, like tweets off the you know the main journals. I think it was off Joycey. It was Joycey's tweet if I'm not mistaken. So, um, yeah. so I looked at it and I literally. I dropped my mobile on on the floor, just like <laughs> literally dropped it. I was like, "What?" So I just had to like compose myself for a minute. I was just so I picked my phone up, looked at it again. So I was like, "Really, what's going on?" So I uh, went in, told my manager, who's a Liverpool fan and all that as well, and he already knew. He just been made aware of it myself. So I was flying and work prior to that. What time was it? About was it like mid morning? Was it? So I had a yeah, great start of the day. Yeah, about half ten. I had a great start of the day. It was a bit of a tough week last week personally, but yeah, it was a great start of the day. Flying and work. It was coming up to the weekends. Nice weekend to look forward to. Um, after that, I literally just had no time for anyone. Or you know, just that was the only thing I was thinking about all day. I was checking my mobile constantly. You know, reading the uh, the chat and stuff and. Yeah, so customers are ringing up, wanting updates on the cars, insurance companies are calling up, wanting updates uh, on how the repairs are going and stuff. And I was just becoming like really short. Like, Fuck off, it doesn't phone. matter. Do you not realise? cares under about me your bed, yeah, exactly, yeah. So it's only a car, it's fucking metal and plastic, I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, pretty much. It, but it was just one of them, I was in like a daze all day with it. It was like I couldn't f- literally focus on anything, as I'm sure, you know, we were all like that, because it was just so, you know, unexpected. Um, so obviously, I was glad it was a Friday, to be honest with you, that it happened, because if it had been middle of the week, it would have been sort of you know knowing we had the rest of the week to you know because obviously everyone's got work commitments and stuff so i was glad it was the weekend just so i could process it over the weekends and stuff and the emergency pod that was uh that uh, that he's put out was absolutely outstanding um and i want to thank you know the uh the lads who contributed to that it was you know it was it was so emotional um but you know there's a lot of good analysis in there monty was outstanding on it um you know everyone spoke absolutely brilliantly on it it was you know amazing humor as we know it was a bit of a kamikaze pod so it had that it had everything that you, that you want at that moment and you, you know so i just want to thank everyone for that um you know it's just what was needed and you know just saturday morning i got out for a couple of hours and put it on and you know really enjoyed as i say everyone's contributions towards it so uh so that did you know make me feel better you know about the whole situation because you know i think monty touched on it didn't he about the certainty yeah of everything and it's like you know 
I know it's you know next season it's going to be the uncertainty. Obviously, new manager's going to come in, um, and it's like it's like a, a starting again kind of thing. Cause, you know, when you think about it, he's been there nine years. That's like like a quarter of my life, pretty much. And it's like you look at it from that perspective. You know, it's a long time in managerial terms nowadays, and it, you know, it's like doubters to believers but it was also expected as well because it was expected that we win every game i mean it's just that that's what it was it was like you know you never feared anyone you think oh we'll win today it was it was just great to always have that mentality going into games kind of thing and know we'd lose games and stuff but yeah um so yeah there's going to be an absolute culture change um but you know and it's going to be something that's going to take a bit of while getting used to. Hopefully, whoever it is who comes in next season gets off to a positive start, and you know, just everything you know just takes over nicely. You know, there's not a lot to do. Whoever does come in, um, you know, tweaking things here and there, I suppose. But you know, that's something to look forward to, I guess, moving forward. Yeah, just to point out that it's more like a fifth of your life, John. I think you're. Lying about your age a little bit there, you're making yourself out to be a lot younger than you are. Yeah, well, yeah, for a quarter and a half, then we'll yeah. say, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but even so, it's a long time, isn't it? You know, it's like, you know, nine years in the job, it, it's it's just something that yeah. you, you'd always thought the day was going to be distant, even though it would happen. And, you, you know, it's just like an absolute bombshell. I, rem I remember when Dal Gleish quit, uh, too young to remember the Shankly. Obviously quitting and stuff back in the day, but I'll Gleesh, I remember being in school on that day and was only a kid at the time, but 13, 14 maybe, something like that. But um, yeah, but this obviously, you know, fully grown man and, you know, what he, what Klopp's give us over so long. And it's just, as I say, it's just absolutely seismic, at, you know, how it's gonna, all going to pan out. Yeah. Um, we've lost Paul. Paul's just messaged and said it's it's really late. It's getting on, and he's going to bed. So so yeah, <laughs> Paul's gone. <laughs> no, he, he had plans for tonight. It, it was it wasn't his bedtime like last time. Um, what is it, Paul? Like we've got the dropping in and out of these pods all of a sudden. By the way, know, he's just, he's <laughs> little part time. Part time now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, JB, we'll come to you. Um, before we get to the game, you know, your reaction to the, the whole Klopp thing? Uh, same as everybody else. Absolutely stunned. Uh, I don't were, were work you in work? No. Uh, well, the advantage of being a teacher in France is that I, I barely ever work. <laughs> <laughs> and if I do, I just probably go on strike. So, no, <laughs> I have, I'm off every Friday, which is uh, which is uh, ace. So it's just at home. Um and uh, the computer was on, the laptop was on, and uh, I in invariably have it on my uh, uh, Twitter feed. And obviously you choose who you follow. Uh, and I just updated uh, the Twitter feed to see what, you know, what was going on. And the first thing that came up was uh, the, the tweet from, from the club. Uh, and I just had to do a double take. Did you check the date? We think it's actually yeah. April. It's an April first. Yeah, that's that's actually what my wife uh, uh, said to me straight away because she could just see I was shocked. She she's uh, actually beside me with the baby, and she said, uh, "Is this some kind of joke or mm -hmm. uh, parody?" And uh, obviously, then clicked on the um, on the link and 
listened and watched uh, the the two minute version of uh, the video, so the short one. Yeah. Um, and uh, that that's probably the thing that kind of has remained uh, with me over the weekend, uh, trying to analyze this whole situation. Uh, the the perfect manager for us uh, next season is Klopp. <laughs> mm. And we know it, uh, the players know it, and worst of all, uh, he knows it. And uh, I just thought that when he made the statement, you could see that it was something he, he doesn't uh, want to do, but he feels that he has to do it. And uh, that's probably what makes this uh, so difficult to take is that um, he's uh, he's perfect for us and it's just taken his toll uh, on him. And obviously there's been loads of speculation and there will be, I've seen s- stuff in the papers as well. Even today, I think uh, Northcroft had a piece in the Times where he said that he was going to resign uh, midway through last season. And uh, uh, Ola, uh, is, is that how you say it? Uh, his wife mm. persuaded him to stay. And I think you said this on the pod, um, on the emergency pod, uh, Dave, um, that we're just going to hear all sorts. Uh, I think Jules uh, quoted uh, Sam Wallace's piece as well. Um, and there's obviously some interesting stuff in uh what Wallace wrote and in what Northcraft wrote as well today, but a lot of it is just uh, speculation. And um, the the thing I say about Klopp is uh, he's uh, and he's an open book, and uh, he's he he doesn't he he wears his heart on his sleeve, and uh, I'm going to believe him when he says he's uh, he's just not able to do it. He's yeah. uh, com- completely burnt out, and uh, anything else. Uh, which we'll hear about uh, FSG stuff is just uh, is just uh, you know as you said papers uh, need to be sold uh, articles need to be uh, clicked on um, but he's he and uh, can't do the job uh, anymore to to what he believes uh, the the club and uh, the fans deserve so yeah absolutely. Um, uh, kind of uh, in a daze, as as John said before, uh, all weekend, um, and um, just uh, not even thinking about uh, the future. I know there there's been lots of uh, debate on uh, who's going to come in, and that's that's normal. That's to, to be expected. But it's um, you're not ready for not, it. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. And it, it's just. Uh, obviously, the emergency pod uh, would would echo what uh, John said. Um, I think everybody is looking for uh, solace, uh, is the word. Um, and even myself, I reached out to uh, everybody connected with Liverpool, the lads back home uh, in Ireland, especially kind of texting all weekend, trying to, to make sense of the whole thing. But yeah, the pod was really good. And just to hear the lads, is kind of almost... Uh, uh, reassuring but uh, I just kind of thought today how much um, I can d- distinctly remember the other emergency pod uh, you did um, I'm glad couple, you can because I haven't got a clue what you're talking yeah, about what, what yeah, was the a, other one? a couple of years back um, when I think it was yourself uh, Chris and Brownie were on that day it was the day he 
uh, announced uh, the new contract oh, yeah, extension yeah. and you, you did a, a really good part on that and the the atmosphere of that part was just so uh, happy for obvious mm. reasons because we're getting an extra two years because he was originally supposed to finish up at the end of this season I yeah. think yeah and uh, obviously he, he felt at the time that he could do it and uh, we we're just all so happy and counting down from that day to 2026 when we knew we'd have to uh, face the the inevitable and for it to come uh, so quickly is uh, is what's uh, tough uh, uh, to deal with um, and uh, just seems a shame uh, while fully uh, respecting uh, his reasons that he's mentioned in terms of fatigue and everything just seems an absolute shame that uh, given what he's done in such a short time since uh, last season with this rebuild and h how well we're we're going and even this season apart from the rebuild and the young uh, the, the 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 new signings coming in he's just we seem to have so many uh, really good young players uh, coming yeah. through as well and uh, you just i felt that it was kind of a uh, all set up for him to not uh, only stay on till 2026 but go on for another two three four mm. five years but um he said it himself didn't he he's the only one who, who would take uh this decision because uh unless we're in dire uh, straits the, the club would would never make that call and uh he, he just felt it was something he had to do so um yeah uh Big, uh, big shock, and uh, the one thing I would say, uh, we'll get to the game, is, uh, and you mentioned in, in the emergency part, is that uh, players, they're professionals, and as long as it doesn't affect them uh, adversely, uh, then uh, we should be okay, and even the fact that he's leaving will maybe give us that extra couple of percent we need in, yeah. uh, if, from now till the end of the season on four fronts. So uh, as as long as uh, it doesn't have an adverse effect on the players, and I don't think it will, um, it, it it might have an effect on who's going to sign new contracts and stuff. But uh, that's that's for another day. Um, I think we'll be okay. And uh, listen, if we get to all the finals, uh, we have twenty nine games, uh, a maximum of twenty nine games to just um, enjoy his management and uh, give him then hopefully a, a big send off at the end of the season with with a with a few trophies so uh, yeah that's my thoughts on it and just uh, really um, really disappointed and uh, upset I, I, I'd say would be a, a fair word uh, to use about his uh, departure but also really grateful that we got as John said before uh, nine years uh, in this day and age it doesn't happen too much anymore in management and to have yeah. had him uh, for nine years uh, absolutely a uh, privilege to to have seen uh, his teams uh, play his different teams and uh, he's given us fantastic memories and I think for a, a lot of us um, of our age so uh, mid 40s early 50s um, probably the best uh, the best team uh, or 38 well. in, in John's case apparently yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah John uh, shaved off a few years before yes yeah, so um but uh yeah he's, he's he's just given us so much and uh whatever he does next uh wish him all the best and uh he'll be back at Anfield in some capacity uh even just as a supporter someday uh, I'm sure yeah well said 
Right, we will get to today's match at some point, but just one one more quick point there, um, John. I'm just thinking, we've been down this road before, and this is the, you know, I hear everything that Jürgen's saying, and it makes sense, and like I totally get that. It's it's too much, and he, he can't keep giving everything. He's, he's just hasn't got enough left in the tank to get all of this. I also know that we've seen this before, and once like you've had that break to recharge the batteries and you want to get back into it, he's got to be looking at this team that he's leaving behind and thinking, oh, you know, is that the right decision to have walked away from it? Because the, the team at the moment, like the talent that we've got coming through, the plays he's brought in, the the players we've still got from all like the the glory years it just looks like a perfect blend and any manager in the world would want to come in and and be in charge of these players absolutely yeah i mean on the flip side he could look at it that obviously he'll be a fan from afar um seeing someone else you know if it is alonso for instance you know he's gonna you know admire and respect him as a ex-player of the club um up-and-coming manager uh, and the way Klopp is as a person, anyway, you, you know, he's not like tuned like Mourinho. Just let's say Mourinho left the team as champions and that, and quit or whatever. You know, you can imagine him to be that sort of selfish to think like that. But I don't think that's Klopp's, you know, mentality. He'd be happy for someone to come in and you know see the fruits of the labour, so to speak. Um, but what if we weren't doing that well? If we weren't. He'd be looking at it and going, "Ah, oh, I should still be there working with these players." Yeah, well, there is. I mean, I, I, I can't see any reason why we won't. Though, I mean, I, I don't think we're gonna hit certain levels again like we have done it, which just been off the scale over the past four or five years, as we know. Um, you know, I don't think it'll be sort of ninety-seven, ninety-nine, whatever amount of points again. This is just a period in time where, you know. It's just been off the scale. It's like mm. once in a lifetime stuff, isn't it? Um, you know, in that respect. So, um, yeah, if we're not doing well, then I mean, I don't know. It's it's hard to say, isn't it? I mean, obviously, it's just the decision he's made in the here and now. Obviously, he's got his family to think about. Whether I mean, whether Ola would have wanted this, and I don't think so. I think you know, she's by all accounts loves the area. She's settled and that, but. Obviously, you've just got to respect the man's wishes. I mean, if that's what he wants at this moment in time, you know, we can't be thinking, you know, moving forward what might be in the next two years or whatever. Um, you know, it is what it is now, unfortunately. Um, but, you, you know, when Bill Shankly quit, I'm sure I wonder if he had that mentality back in the day. You know, we, we went on to even greater heights, didn't we, I suppose? So, um, you know, after Shankly quit, so... Who knows? It's just that hard to predict, you know, moving forward, what's going to happen. You can subscribe to the Liverpool Way podcast on all the major platforms, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon or Podbean. Just search for the Liverpool Way, leave us a review and hit subscribe to automatically receive all new episodes. You can also head to liverpoolway.co.uk and grab a TLW season ticket for just £3 a month. There's tons of exclusive content, including match reports from every Liverpool game, weekly Premier League roundups, the TLW diary, and access to the members-only forum. Lastly, you can follow us on social media at the Liverpool Way on Twitter and at the Liverpool Way TLW on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, um, but I, I like watching that today, though. 
I know it's only Norwich, but I thought the performance, I thought there was so much to love about that. I thought it was really excellent football. Um, you know, the intensity was there. You look at the players who we came off the bench, players who weren't even involved, and we can still put in a performance like that. And you've got kids coming into the team, like, you know, because I don't even really think of Quanser as a kid anymore, but he is. You know, it's it's his first it's season. Back, he's a baby, isn't he? He's only what twenty one, is he? Yeah, I mean Connor Bradley, like rightly so, man of the match. But James McConnell was fucking brilliant today as well. Mm, I mean, I don't know much about the kid McConnell, but when I seen him, you know, that left foot pass for uh, Curtis, just go like he, he right just looks like a left he's footer. Right too, yeah. yeah, he just looks like a natural <laughs> left know, footer, and at the, immediately David, I think that's me to you and TLW mm. footy, by the way. Yeah. It was. It was uncanny. Yeah, it was absolutely uncanny. Yeah, inch perfect ball with the with the left foot back post header back the <laughs> net. How many times did we see that, John? Yeah, at least a hundred. Tell you what, Paul, <laughs> Paul's going to be made up that he left when he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it, it was outstanding. I mean, the kid looks you know really assured. Uh, yeah. But what I love is the way players can just come in and fit the system. It's it's like. You know, you hear managers going on about injuries. Um, like I've heard, like Ten Hag, for instance, whining at United all season about injuries, this, that, and the other. But they're just they're like, you know, ragtag bunch of individuals. But whoever comes into our team, like whatever status they are in the squad, they just like fit in seamlessly. They all know the roles. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, it's just, it, and that's just down to. You know, good coaching, good management, and you know that's um, you know for that kid to come in today the way he did, you know Norwich a decent Championship side, and you know he's come in and performed really well. He's got a confident look about him, Bradley. So every time I see him, he, you know he just looks like complete modern day fullback, doesn't he? He's so aggressive, um, you know tenacious. You know obviously got was it two assists today? Was it? Yeah, it was two, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was just a perfect day, all things considered. Uh, you know, players coming back from injury. Uh, the squad looks like really sneakily strong as well, doesn't it? I mean, you know, there's players who haven't even kicked the ball this season, like Bajetic and, you know, Thiago. It's like, you know, the midfield's just like stacked with quality, mm-hmm. isn't it? You know, we can play all different types of, uh, you know, uh, combinations in there and stuff. And it's just like, um, whoever does come in, it's, I mean, it's just like, you know, they're coming in so like, your absolute quality squad. Uh, it's a dream job, yeah. isn't he? You, yeah, you it wouldn't is. want to come in and take over this yeah. squad of players. I mean, it'd be different if these are coming if Klopp was the left at the end of last season, for instance. Yeah. No, you know that's a different matter. But it was, you know, all the Bellingham stuff and all that. It was like you know, everyone was up in arms over it. But you know what? It's like what we've actually done is pretty incredible with the players we've brought in. I know, like. Effortlessly, they've all like slotted in and mm. you know made themselves like valuable members of the squad overall. I, and I, I think, think there's the, more to come. Yeah, yeah def, uh, I think the biggest compliment you can uh, pay Klopp and the players as well, uh, John, is that it's becoming more and more difficult for. Obviously, we do this, uh, and the lads do it on most pods, looking ahead to the next game and uh, picking the team. And it's become so difficult now because of competition for places. Uh, obviously, there's a few that always go in. Uh, Allison, uh, Virgil, Trent, probably one or two. Uh, Nunes as well, Salah. But there's probably four or five places uh, up for grabs every game because everybody's just pushing each other to uh, to start. And 
uh, even for um, uh, is it uh, Wednesday night we play Chelsea, it's going to be really difficult to uh, to choose between uh, certain certain uh, players in certain position. I, I mean, uh, I think he. And we'll get to that later, but just quickly, I think he he took uh, Gomez off today after about fifty five minutes, so that would kind of indicate maybe that he's going to uh, start against Chelsea, and uh, and obviously uh, Connor Bradley has just uh, been just so good um, whenever he's come in this season, and uh, he's he's whether it's defensively or going forward, he's uh, he's fantastic, and. Um, there could be an argument for uh, him uh, playing right back and then moving Trent into midfield. Uh, but so it's just a testament to uh, the rebuild in the summer, but also the the academy that we have all these choices now. And as you said, John, uh, whoever plays, they just look comfortable in the system, don't they? And they fit mm-hmm. in uh, just uh, perfectly. There's no transition, uh, even when uh, we make subs. Uh, generally. Uh, when you make changes it, it can be a bit um for other teams it, it, it can be a bit uh off uh, for a few minutes uh you know when the players get in uh, to uh, the swing of the game and that but uh, with us they just come on and uh, it just flows that uh, seamlessly so uh, i guess that's what makes it so difficult uh for us as outsiders to understand his uh uh, decision as well uh, about about leaving at the end of the season. So you know he must really uh, know deep down that he can't uh, take it on any further uh, because with this squad, as you say, Dave, it's it's an absolute dream job. Yeah. Uh, you know people are going to be queuing up um, to to come because a job like this comes up or a big job in football comes up is is because uh, the club has gone through a. Uh, a fallow period whereas in, in this case you're, you're coming into a club which is uh, going to be in the European Cup next season uh, and is still in the hunt for four trophies uh, this season so uh, yeah we, we we could have our pick a candidates uh, but nobody will really replace him obviously he's he's just part of the club and part of us now so it's going to be really tough for whoever does come in it's automatically even if it's a Xabi who's revered uh, by by lots of Liverpool supporters it's going to be really difficult to come in and uh, uh, step into uh, Klopp's shoes I think so yeah they're they're impossible shoes to fill and you you will never ever replace Klopp the man but great managers will will come along again you know there's always somebody else in line you might not get them straight away it might be like one, two, three managers down the line, but we'll get a great manager again and we'll have success yeah. again. I'm not concerned about that, but there will never be anyone like Jurgen Klopp. He's a, a complete. He's a, he's a better man than he is a manager, and he's the best manager in the world. So, you know, what does that tell you? But yeah. I, I'd liken it to you know you're buying a new house, and you know from the managerial point of view, so you're buying a new house. Most of the time. You're buying a house that needs like a load of work doing to it, and you're like, okay, I, I I can do it. It's gonna take time, but you know, I can see the future. I can I can envisage what I can build. That's what most managers taking over a top club. That's the mindset because that's you're only getting that job because it's in a bit of a mess and it needs repair. This is not. This is like a brand new build, fully furnished. Everything's yeah. <laughs> there in place. All you gotta do is just come in and live in it. 
Right? That that's the, and that's probably a big part of why he feels it's okay for him to to leave because he knows he's leaving it in like a, an absolutely incredibly good state for whoever comes along next. So. Yeah, he but... said he said this, didn't he, Dave? When he came, it doesn't matter what people think when you arrive; it's what they think uh, when, you leave. when you leave. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean, he uh, he's leaving us. Uh, that, that's all he can do uh, as as a manager, and even from season to season, all he can do is try to improve on the previous season. And, and he's leaving us in uh, uh, in a fantastic state. Yeah. Obviously, uh, with two new stands uh, that's not down to him but it's it is in a way because of because uh, he didn't uh, kick off over the money that was he, being spent on it yeah exactly yeah. he's he's been uh, um, and the money that's going to generate uh, in the future and um, he's just leaving us whether it's with um, senior players on uh, long term contracts I know one or two are kind of coming up to uh, for renewal hopefully uh, soon enough or uh, whether it's the new players he brought in uh, last summer, uh, young players like uh, Harvey, uh, who, uh, Curtis, who've been here for a while, but, but who are now starting to show their tr- uh, true potential. And then you have this group of uh, uh, players, McConnell, Bradley, um, and a few others who, who have, uh, thanks to uh, Klopp this season in the Europa League and uh, in the League Cup, FA Cup games, have got their chance to, to show what they can do. So, yeah, any manager who's coming in is, you know, just uh, uh, won't have a lot to do uh, in in terms of uh, uh, recruitment anyway, which is which is always a, a big thing for for new managers. And uh, obviously, he'll have his own ideas on how he wants uh, to play and everything. But yeah, as you say, you're getting basically a a, a brand new, uh, fully furnished house, and just mm-hmm. uh, here here's the keys. Mansion, Go ahead. palace. Yeah, yeah, palace. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And that was my takeaway from today, like just watching that game. And you're just looking at the depth. It's ridiculous the amount of depth that we've got now. Like players who were just coming in. Like McConnell. McConnell was like an attacking midfield player or like all the way through. He was he was a number eight. The, he only started playing that position in pre season when we had nobody. You know, on like on all those pre season games. So it was like, well, we haven't got any sixes. So, you know, we had this stuff going on with Henderson and Fabinho at the time. So they, they weren't playing in the preseason games before they left. So McConnell was like thrown in there. Okay, yeah, you can play the six. And he looks like he's been playing it his whole life. Like that performance from him today, he was just brilliant. And it there's he's got that thing about him that Bajetic has got as well, where like he's flying into tackles and you win yeah. and then you're going, Oh, that's not how the game is these days. <laughs> you don't make tackles like that anymore. But he's still got it. He's still got that like exuberance of youth uh, where he's like just flinging himself into challenges and that and uh, but just how calm he is on the ball and like just making good decisions and that and you look at that and you're like we've got other players like him coming through as well it's not you know you're lucky to have like maybe one and we've got three of them in the team today and there's others coming through behind them and it's like do we even need to buy anybody in the summer when you look at the depth that we've got Maybe another centre-back to replace Joe, but if you were coming into this job, what would you be looking at and going, okay, well, I need to buy this player, I need to buy that player. I don't really think that's that's the case. And and just watching that today, it's like so many good performances, um, great football, and we've, we've got about like 
seven or eight players to come back into that that team. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. scary thing, yeah. isn't it? I mean, even today, uh, McAllister uh, has gone back in. Mo. Um, Virgil was on the bench. Trent was on the bench. Rob was on the bench. Sodders lies on the bench. Um, Harvey said, Harvey no was on the bench as well. He he didn't even figure today. Mm. So uh, it's just a scary potential. I I think in every pos- position now, you probably have two uh, uh, genuine candidates uh, to start. Minimum uh, of two, yeah. And yeah. In some, it's it's three. Three and it's probably without much of. Um, uh, a drop off in terms, uh, probably maybe left back if you're playing uh, uh, Robo and uh, if you're talking about Robo and uh, Costas, but Costas has done really well this season too. But even left back now, you have uh, uh, Gomez, Joe Gomez yeah. and, and uh, Robo, right back Bradley um, and Trent, obviously, and Joe Gomez as well. If you yeah. want to move him across, and then at center, center half, you have uh, that's probably the one area you. you yeah, that's what I'm saying. You could yeah. maybe get one more, yeah. but I mean, but even at that, you still have Canadi. You don't Verge, want to push Quanza uh, further down the back. Quanza, so. yeah, and Joe Gomez can move in there. Well, he can play anywhere across the back four. That's that's what's great about him. And in midfield, he was in there again today, wasn't he? Mm. So, uh, yeah, just competition for places, and everybody's uh, because of that. Everybody's being kept on their toes, and if you have if if you have the jersey, you want to hold on to it, and. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's just really exciting for the rest of the season and even uh, for the next few years if these if we manage to develop these these young fellas uh, as as we seem to be able to do. Uh, as you say, there's probably two or three more coming through as well, Dave. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's really exciting for for the future. And bear in mind the youth team beat Arsenal seven one last week in the youth cup as well. So there's and that's like a team mostly sixteen, seventeen year olds. So there's more coming through behind what we've got yeah. now. Um, so back to the game today. So we spoke about the first goal, didn't we? Um, McConnell's pass, Curtis header. Second goal. It's a great finish by my boy, but Connor Bradley's role in that, John. I mean, superb. Yeah, that's it. It was just direct, aggressive. You know, on the front foot. Um, as I say, just got that complete modern day fullback. You know, uh, attributes, hasn't he? So I, I called him a right-footed Robbo. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's you know he's got energy. Uh, you know he's got a bit of pace about him. You can see. Yeah, he just looks like you know tailor made, doesn't he? For you know attack and fullback kinds of thing. But what I was just wanted to touch on McConnell, Dave. Like I was very surprised when I seen him starting because you know, Bobby Clark's like come on a couple of times, hasn't he? And done well. Um, yeah. And you know McConnell coming in today, and you know Clark was on the bench. That's it. Sometimes Klopp will do that, won't he? He'll just like throw someone in when you don't expect them to, kinds of things. I thought Clark would be up for a start before like McConnell. Yeah, that that would have meant Curtis playing the six, wouldn't he? Yeah, which you know Curtis could do. You know, in City, he's, he's got that intelligence about him, hasn't he? But I just thought the way it has been in terms of the. Um, you know, the hierarchy, so to speak, in recent games, yeah, I thought Clark would have been pushing for a start, um, you know, but that's that's the beauty of it, isn't it? You, you know, you can just throw McConnell in, he just slots in like he's a, a yeah. seasoned professional kind of thing. It's, you know, it's, it's brilliant, you know. Uh, but there'll be a game when, uh, like, Clark will start when you think McConnell might start and he'll move someone else around and, you know, whether that's in the next rounds of the Cup or home against Southampton or Wofford, who knows, but... 
Um, I'll say because obviously the European campaign will begin around that time again. That's like late February, I think. So, uh, yeah. Um, it's going to be difficult for them to get chances though, because you've you've got McAllister to come back in, and Endo should be back by then as well. I think. Yeah, of course. Endo. So, no, what I forgot about him. I, I, I you know. know. I just, it totally it's slipped not. my mind. Yeah. It's like, you know, but when uh, when's Bajetic back? How long has he got? Um, Klopp said Bajetic and Thiago February, but I think I, I haven't watched the video, the inside training. But I did see somebody saying that Thiago was training with with the rest of the team last week. So I can't confirm that because I've not seen it myself. But uh, it would sort of go with the timeline of them being back for February. Yeah, so this year, obviously, there's going to be a lot of rotation in certain games and that, um, depending on who we're playing, the opposition, um, you know, so, but everyone's going to get games, aren't they, which is a good thing, because we're still in all the competitions. Mm. Yeah, as you said, John, there's the uh, the Euro- European campaign is going to um, kick off in uh, March as well. We have two games uh, in a week on the 7th and uh, 14th of March, but we have so many games uh, coming up in February uh, and March that uh, I, I totally agree there will be lots of rotation from game to game and he'll also uh, do lots of in-game uh, uh, rotation as well with the subs he does on 60 minutes so I think everybody is really going to get a get a chance in the next um, we have potentially 29 more games which is a lot between now and uh, May so I think everybody is, is, is going to figure um which is great. So, um, well, Connor Bradley's yeah. really put himself front and center, hasn't he? I mean, because you know how much I love Joe Gomez at right back. So, yeah. I I think like maybe not necessarily between now and the rest of the season, but I do think when the, a new manager comes in, one of the first things he's going to do is just move Trent to midfield, just full time. Because how are you going to hold Connor Bradley back, and you've still got Joe mm-hmm. Gomez? And you know Trent's done well in midfield when he's played there. It's, mm. He wants to play there. I think it's going to be really difficult to yeah. to be like, <laughs> overlooking. The, like, especially, if, especially if it's uh, Xabi, the new manager. Can you imagine uh, Xabi sharing his knowledge with Trent? Yeah, I know <laughs> about how to play that role. It's scary. Yeah, it is. It's he's like the perfect mentor for for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is. It's like so. It's. There's still hope there, even though Klopp's going. For a long time, I, I always felt like I was saying to people, enjoy this while while you can, because when he goes, we're going to go back to just scrapping for fourth place and that. But I think he's done such an incredible job setting things up that I still think, you know, if we make the right appointments, I think I think we can we can carry on because the talent in the squad is like ridiculous. Um, Connor Bradley is just a case in point for me. I mean. We'd heard a lot about him. We know that he was he was like player of the season for Bolton, and I'd been hearing for a while about how much like the coaching staff love him. They think he's going to be great, and that it's only when you actually see it with your own eyes and you're like, oh my god, yeah, you know, he's just come in and there's no there's no like adaptation period or anything like that. Getting used to it, he's just come in and, and like from because he, he had that unfortunate injury in pre season which kept him out until fairly recently. But it's from like the moment he got back involved, he's doing stuff every game where you're just like, wow. I mean, if you take the second goal today, if you were to watch that on like a mirror image, it would look like Andy Robertson. 
just the, the, the whole thing, like the tenacious winning the ball back, the turn, the one-two, the rolling the ball inside. It's just like, it is. It's just like having a right-footed Robbo. And yeah. Darwin's finish is superb. And he was unlucky before that with like a, a absolutely brilliant shot that's hit the post. I mean, he is like the unluckiest forward on earth. The amount of times he's hit the woodwork as obscene. But I mean, if if he hadn't scored today, I'd have been thinking another one where he's hit the post for fuck's sake. But like, thankfully he gets his goal. Really good finish. And I've got to say, I'm I'm not going to make a big thing of this because I'm not going to go on like. You know, a Darwin rant again, but it's pissing me off now. This like narrative that's that's everyone's jumping on this whole. Oh well, when he hasn't got time to think, look, look what he can do. But it's he's, he's he can finish when he hasn't got time to think about it. I'm like, no, just just admit you were wrong, and, and let's just move on. But it's oh, they were all at it today. Even Fowler said it. Even even Robbie. I'm like, come on, Robbie, you're better than that. Like, you don't need to be doing that. Ian Wright made a comment. The commentators were talking about it. That that first the goal that he scored there. That's he's got time. He's he's weighing up the situation, like making his run. The ball comes in. He's controlling it. And as you're controlling the ball, you're thinking, right, what am I going to do with this? You know, like, I'm going across goal. It's not like the ball just comes to him and it's like see ball hit ball, which is how people are trying to make it out. So it's winding me up. But as I say, I'm going to leave it there because I could go on, and I'm not going to. <laughs> Because I feel like Darwin's doing it for me now. I don't need to be fighting these battles. Darwin's performances are, are doing that for me, and I don't really feel like I need to say anything other than please just stop with this. When he's got time to think about it, he's fine. But if he has to think, he's not. Just stop it because it's disrespectful. It's and in fact, it's insulting. Uh, but yeah, I, I've said my piece on that. I'll I'll leave it there. Um, we forgot about the Norwich goal actually because they equalised in between the, those two goals. Which initially I thought, oh, it's a, you know, there's not much you can do there. It's a really nice goal, and then you watch the replay, and it's like, oh, you jammy bastard, hit him on the back. Uh, it's like it's a really good ball in. I don't think Allison can do anything about it. I don't think we defended it that badly either. I think it's just one of them things, set pieces. You know, it it can happen, can't it? But did you blame anyone for that, John, or did you just think it was one of them things? Yeah, one of them things. I mean, it's, it's somewhat. I can't remember who went off for the other with them, but yeah, it, you know, it's come off as. You know, top of the shoulder or his back or whatever and loops in, you know, can't be helped sometimes. I mean, you know, a lot of averages you are going to concede goals from set pieces occasionally. That's just the way yeah, it is. If it's but a good it, ball it, in, you, you can be in trouble, can't you? Well, it wasn't like Virgil. I mean, it was an excellent setter by Virgil, but he had the freedom of the, you know, the penalty area, really. It wasn't like that. Mm. You know, sometimes, you know, going back to the old zonal markings age kind of thing, if you're man to man, you know, you jump off for an header with, with whoever you're meant to be marking. You, you, sometimes someone's just going to nip in front of you. That's just the way it is, isn't it? So mm-hmm. you can't blame anyone. With I say with Virgil's, that's a totally different kettle of fish because Virgil had loads of space. You know, if we'd have conceded that goal, you know, you could be blaming someone. But with the with the uh, you, you know the goal not actually scored, um, there's nothing you can physically do about it really. Um, you know, it's just one of them things. Yeah. Was, was Virgil's was the fourth, wasn't he? Fourth, Jota yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is an incredible finish, by the way. Yeah, Jota's finish. Yeah. The only surprising thing was he missed the other two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we should have had a penalty just before that, shouldn't we? Before Jota's goal, but um, I I want to talk about that because a few people have said about the penalty. So I don't ever want to see that as a penalty, and the reason why. 
is it's not so much like you know sometimes when the ball just comes at you and it hits your hand. He's basically almost caught that. Like he's got both hands on it. So I can see why everyone says that's a penalty. To me, like if it, if that doesn't hit his hands, it just hits him smack in the middle of the chest. He's not gaining any advantage from handling that. It was it was accidental. He's not done it deliberately, and he's gained absolutely no advantage from it. Whereas sometimes, if your arms outstretched, you're blocking a shot that if your arms not there, that shot's going going towards the goal. So, although more often than not, you would expect that to be given as a penalty. I don't really want penalties for that. As long as they're not given against us, it's got to be consistent. But I don't ever really want to see them as as penalties. Now I don't know what I don't know what you think about that, JB. Would you Would you think that's a pen, or are you with me on that? Yeah, I thought it was a pen uh, because well, fuck you then. <laughs> <laughs> because did his his hand? There was a conscious movement on his part wasn't there so but it, it still would have hit him in the chest if it's not hit his hand i yeah. don't i don't know i mean it's one of them that won't like it'll get given next week that that's the thing because it's so it's inconsistent it's like yeah it's like you know someone else will do it next week you know champions league i know it's not a champions oh, yeah. league game but that's a different level of fishing level of what's the word i'm looking for level entirely isn't it but Level of fish, I don't know where that come from, sorry, but... Kettle of fish. Kettle of fish, yeah. Sound like Paul Mason here, I don't know what's up with me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, a different kettle of fish, yeah, but yeah, it's one of those, you'll see it on Match of the Day next week, and it'll get given. Um, but anyway, it didn't get given, I'm glad you know, we didn't get a penalty because, you know, Jota's goal, which was what, like a minute later, was it, or whatever yeah. it was, it was, you know, more enjoyable due to the quality of the finish rather than just scoring a bog standard penalty against the championship side. See, I think they've given Curtis the assist there, which I'm not sure that'll hold up in court because <laughs> the defender's got his head to it. It's a brilliant ball and the defenders are full stretch trying to cut it out. So he probably deserves the, the assist for it. Uh, but I don't know how that works. I think he's probably not going to get credit for that. Um, but the finish, yeah, Th- there was no doubt, was there? Like when that ball yeah. just when it, he ran onto it, it bounced, and you were like, "Oh, good night." Yeah, you're just waiting to to get up to uh, to celebrate the goal uh, yeah. when he gets in those positions. And I mean, <clears throat> he's uh, he's coming into uh, form. Uh, I mean, he came back for the Arsenal game, was it his first game back in the third round? Just. At the beginning of January, after the injury, mm. and he's coming back. He changed that game in a sense when he came on. He was so good, and uh, now he's he got two last uh, last Sunday against the Bournemouth, didn't he? And as as did Darwin, and got another one today. And he could be crucial uh, coming into uh, the the running uh, because you you know we're going to make chances. I think uh, today we created twenty nine. Um, and if he gets uh, three, four chances a game, he's invariably going to score. So uh, he's up to twelve already for <laughs> a three or four. Sorry, three or four. Yeah, if if he gets them chances, they're going in. But no, he, yeah. he missed two presentable yeah. ones after that, which was the, the surprise. Which is unusual. Thing, yeah. yeah, he kind of just snatched uh, those ones, didn't he? Which he never does. But um, Cody should have had three or four today as well. Yeah, Lot, lots of decent opportunities. Yeah. Can I can I just get my stat in? Uh, Go on. On the front five, but it it, it is uh, more and more relevant, uh, and it always has been. But I know I'm kind of 
Um, it's, it sounds like a broken uh, record here, but uh, the front five uh, this season are up to 57 goals uh, in all competitions between them. And uh, when you have your front five uh, who are on for 90 plus, maybe 100 goals between them in a season, then it, it can only mean uh, one thing, and that's uh, maybe not trophies, because as you said the last time, Dave, you can have a game where you hit the woodwork four yeah. times in the final, but it's going to give us a chance uh, in every competition. And apart from the front five um, uh, being on fire with 57 goals, the rest of the team uh, are really chipping in as well. Uh, we're up to 84 goals uh, for the whole season already, which is uh, which puts us on course for maybe 130 over the the course of the season. Uh, so th- that that will equate, I think, uh, maybe not to trophies because obviously we're going up against against City, and we all know that we've already got 97, 99 points and not won the league. But I think we'll be in contention uh, right up to the the last week or two of the season, uh, and probably in in finals as well if if. If they if they keep scoring at this at this rate, uh, there's no reason uh, to think that uh, we won't uh, go far in all competitions. And the other thing, uh, you can score as many as you want, but if, if you're conceding, it's it could be an issue. And that is not the case. We have the best uh, defense uh, in the le- uh, in uh, the in the league, and we just look so solid at the back. Uh, so. I don't want to jinx anything, but yeah. just I think if you look at at it just in terms of stats, uh, you can't be anything but positive for the rest of the season and optimistic for the rest of the season. So, so we did concede the second goal as well. So we've conceded two today. Now, yeah, all I yeah. say about that that second goal is if Callagher lets that in, I'm saying oh Allison would have saved that, and Allison didn't save it, but. Like I say, I, I think he probably should save it. It's a it's a brilliant strike, don't get me wrong. But if that's another goalkeeper, I'm looking at that going, no, Alisson saves that. So Did, did you see uh, Johnny H's uh, tweet? He, he just tweeted, uh, Keller would have saved that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, that's, I, I get that, because that was my reaction was, well, I've got to yeah. be consistent here. If that was if that was Queeve, I'd be saying, oh, Alisson saves that. So, yeah, gotta got to say, I think he probably should have saved it. Yeah, I don't know, Virgil maybe should have got a little bit tighter as well. A bit lackadaisical, wasn't it? Yeah, and I've, I know what's funny you should say, because the goal's on like BBC News or something now, and it just shows it, and it, it's just literally, like, looking back at it, yeah, I thought Virgil, yeah, a little bit lackadaisical, should have just uh, closed him a little bit quicker, and he wouldn't have even, you know, got that shot away, Virgil. Like, Do you not think, though, that they're just happy for someone to shoot from there? They're like, oh, if you want to shoot from there, go on, that's fine. Because it's, cause it's Allison, yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. The yeah, odds on scoring me- are pretty remote, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, put it this way, he's not doing that if De Bruyne's, like, 25 yards out no, in that yeah. position when we play City in a few weeks, as I suppose. So, yeah, you know, it's a Norwich player on the championship side, it's... Uh, you know, yeah. but if the Bruins um, shaping up in that position to shoot out Virgil's like right on, on top of him. Yeah, I, I think as well, John, I totally agree with that. And the fact that we're 4 1 up at that stage, I think when they scored, we were 4 1 up. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we are, yeah, so probably a bit relaxed as well. Um, but that doesn't happen in, in, in a few weeks' time against City, definitely not. Better not. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so then the fifth goal. Uh, it's 
Connor Bradley assist again. Nice play by Diaz on the left. Pings it over to the back post. And I don't think Bradley's shooting there. I think he's just hitting it across into a good area. Hits it into the ground. And Gravenberg's there for an easy finish. Uh, what did you make of Gravenberg today, John? And and also in recent weeks? What? Mm, um, he's a strange one. I mean, I get he's still bedding in and all that. And you can absolutely see he's got like loads of ability. You know, the way you can just manoeuvre and get away from players in one movement. Mm. And get on the half turn, you know, it's really impressive. Um, I don't know, sometimes I just think he's a bit, uh, he's not tuned into things quite fully yet, um, but he's definitely a, you know, absolute monster of a player in there in terms of the technical ability, you can see that. Uh, and he has had some good, good moments in games generally, um, and some iffy moments. I mean, there's a couple of games where he's come on and stank the place out, I can't remember. There was a game at Anfield before Christmas. I can't remember who it was against. No, was it Arsenal? I can't think. But Arsenal, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was against Arsenal. Literally, nothing he did went right, did it? I remember. So, uh, but you know, you've got to look at where he's come from. I mean, I think I've read somewhere he's only started was it one game for Bayern last season. You know, they yeah. paid a few quid for him and that, and you know, he hardly started for them. So, in terms of because of the intensity of the football in the league and, you know, the intensity of everything that we do. Um, you know, it will take him you know, a bit of time to get up to speed, but hopefully he could be one of those, just a, you know, a bit of a slow burn as the season goes on. Um, you, you know, he'll you know, contribute even more kind of thing. Um, but it's one of those where he's going to be in and out the team, isn't he? I mean, he's yeah. not, you know, obviously if there's the hierarchy, so to speak, he's not going to be in the starting 11 for the big games, but there will be games where he does come in. You know, maybe I'll say in the FA Cup, the European, you know, the Europa League, if we get like a lesser team, which the you know, majority of the teams in it are. Um, you know, there's a couple of games which uh, I don't want us to get Leverkusen, uh, but that's another story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> For various reasons, uh, but yeah, I think as the season goes on, he'll you know he'll be a valuable player. But, but every member in the squad's a valuable player, aren't they? That's mm. that's the way it is. There's no sort of players who you're thinking, oh, he's starting today or whatever. I mean, you know, when you see teams for certain games, you think, oh yeah, I can, I can see the purpose and him starting, and you know, so Gravenberg will come into that as well as the season goes on. Did you see his, his reaction to the goal, JB? It, to me, it looked like it, it, was, it was a release of like frustration and just being like generally pissed off at like he's he's not being at his best. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's uh, of the four signers uh, in the summer's uh, four midfielders. He's he's the one who's uh, had most difficulty uh, adapting. Um, but as John says, there's a there's a really good player there and. Yeah. Um, the other thing about uh, him coming in in the summer, uh, he he didn't get any preseason with us because he came in, didn't he? Right at the end of the transfer he window, did, yeah. on the first of September, whereas we had uh, Maka, that deal was done in June, um, uh, Dom was done at the beginning of July, and obviously Endo came in mid August. But Endo, uh, contrary to um, Gravenberg, uh, played all last season. Um, John said he, he only yeah. played one game, I think, which is which is crazy when you think about it for Bayern. So um, he hasn't had much football uh, in, in the last year and obviously didn't get the, ch the chance maybe to bed in and 
uh, obviously he's had time since uh, to get used to um, the, the tactics and everything. But um, listen, he's he's still only um, uh, how old is he? Twenty one. Yeah, twenty one as well. Yeah, he's he, yeah he'll be twenty two uh, this year. Yeah, I'm just looking at it here. Um, but yeah, he'll uh, he'll be a big player for us as well, and uh, he he's he does some really good stuff. Um, he's I think Brownie has mentioned this before in the pod. He's really good on the turn, isn't he? he just mm-hmm. and he gets the ball just in one movement, and uh, when we're on the counter attack, that really uh, stand, uh, stands to him. He can uh, shake off a player and uh, get his head up, and uh, yeah, he'll be really good in in that midfield. But uh, I agree with John on that as well. That he's he's going. Probably be a a bit power player for the the rest of the season. That midfield, at the moment, uh, not that it picks itself, but it we just have so much choice, which is amazing when you think how panicked we all were in the summer. If you look at the midfield now, um, considering who's missing as well, yeah, it's loads it's of players mad. missing, and we still had the midfield today that played as well as they did. Yeah, and is is Maka was he just? Klopp said he, he felt something so they left him out but he should be fine for Wednesday yeah okay so yeah he has to come back in and, uh, and I'm just looking as well at obviously um, Endo and uh, Thiago aside who are at the wrong side at 30 um, if you look at the age profile of uh, of the midfield was 25 Curtis 22 Harvey 20 Gravenberg 21 Bobby Clark uh John mentioned him before, 18, Bajetic, 19, McConnell, 19. So, mm-hmm. again, keep going back to this about uh, Jorgen's uh, decision and that, but when you see the potential there, it's just, uh, as you said, David, whoever gets the job is coming into a palace. Uh, yeah. Really, it's, it's amazing. But, um, yeah, it's so hard to it's so hard to, 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 uh, to break into that midfield now for the likes of Gravenberg. Uh, I, I think he's... Uh, he's a bit down the peck in order, but he, he'll still be used a lot uh, bef- between now and the end of the season. And uh, as we've said, we've loads of games coming up, so he'll he he'll be a, he'll be a sub uh, mostly, but will probably uh, contribute as well uh, as he has done in fairness to him this season. I think what works in his favour is he's different to all the others. He brings something mm-hmm. like a, different to the table, like that ability to just receive the ball on the turn and glide away from people certain games where that's really valuable you know when there's you're trying to get between the lines and counter attack and and set people away he's really good at that so i think he will feature just because he does bring something different to the table but um the only concern that i've got when all this what we're saying about like the great young players we've got coming through and all of this stuff the only concern really is that part of why this has worked yeah, the kids are all talented, don't get me wrong, they're all really good players, but it's the pathway that's there for them. Like, you know, it's Klopp's, Klopp's like confident enough in, in his own skin that when when the fans are all clamouring for, we need to buy, for example, we need to buy a right winger, we need to buy a right winger. He's like, no, I've got this 17-year-old kid coming through. I've got me established player and I've got this kid coming through. If I sign someone, it just blocks the pathway for, for that player to come through. So right back's a perfect example of that actually because he's got Connor Bradley and you know in the summer there were people saying buy a right back, move Trent into midfield. And 
never entered his head to do it because he's got Connor Bradley coming through and he wants to give him the opportunity. Centre back, we're all clamouring for a centre back last summer, and he, he looks at Quanset in pre season and how he does in training with the team, and he's like, no, no, we're all right, we're, we're good. You know, th- this lad can come in and play. Not, m- not many managers are brave enough to do that, and I think like Klopp's brave, but he also knows. Not that he's untouchable. It's not so much that. It's more to do with that he's just confident in, in his decision making, and he's not going to be pressured by what other people are telling him to do. Now, a new manager comes in and hasn't got like the the trophies, the seasons of great success. He hasn't got all that behind him at the club. So, are they going to put as much trust in in young players? Plus, the other factor is. It's not just that we've got these talented kids and it's not just that we've got a manager who's putting them in. There's a lot of work goes into getting them ready from like being talented at the academy to being able mm-hmm. to go out and play like McConnell played today and Bradley played. Now, Bradley's slightly different because Bradley went out on loan, Quanta did as well. McConnell hasn't. You know, McConnell's come from the academy and he's now he's playing in the FA Cup you know, at Anfield and playing really well. Bajetic didn't go out on loan either. But there's a process, you know, it's like Vito Matos and, and Pep Linders, the work that they do with these players, to, like every single day, you know, coaching them up, getting them like comfortable around the first team and everything. There's a whole process that goes involved in that. It's not just, yeah, we've got these boss kids at the academy, let's stick them in the first team. There's so much more goes on to, to get to that level. And that's where I don't think we can just take it for granted that oh yeah everything's boss a new manager comes in and he's got all these kids you know you've still got to work to to get these players coached up to to play the way you want to instill the confidence in them to go out and express themselves and Klopp's been like second to none at that you know he's been incredible and it's not just Klopp it's also like his staff as well so whoever comes in hopefully they can carry on that good work because the thing is we know we can't just go out and and like and compete financially with with like with the cheats. Basically, we you know we, we can't do that. So, being able to bring through a Quanta and a Bradley, uh, it saves you from having to go and buy players in those positions, which then means the money you've got. If you need to go out and spend like a hundred million pounds on, like a left winger, for example, you can do it because you've not got to go and fill in like a squad gap at right back and a backup centre back and all that. You don't need to spend money on those players. So it enables you to then compete for that one top player who might be on the market and you don't have to walk away from him. So like if Bellingham was available now, not that we we, we would need to be bringing someone in. We haven't got that desperate need for midfield that we did have. But the, the point is, like if we needed one midfield player now, we could compete for that one midfield player. We couldn't compete for them at the time or we chose not to because we needed more than one and you know we've seen what what Klopp's done he's brought in four midfield players instead of just going out and signing Bellingham plus one and we can still debate that because I still think if we did, if we had to brought Bellingham in he'd have been amazing you only have to look at what he's done so I'm not saying it would have been a mistake to do that you know that we could have done that and, and still been brilliant but he did it a different way and it's worked you know I don't think we can criticize that at all it's worked really well top of the league going for a quadruple we've got like so many midfield players now and the other thing that muddies the water a little bit with the midfield is if we're classing Trent as a midfield player now that's one Trent's got Trent's so good Trent would be the best midfield player in the squad if he's classed as a full-time midfielder so then it's Trent plus two others and you've got about seven players going for like two spots then so the, the the strength and depth is just absolutely crazy, 
and if you if you do class Trent as a midfield player, which I think going beyond this season, I think that's probably what's going to happen. You know, you've got even even more depth in there. So it's it's exciting times, but you can't take it for granted that you know we're going to just keep bringing kids through the way we have. I think I suppose that's the point that I'm trying to make yeah. really. And Dave, you mentioned um, obviously everything has uh, revolved around uh, Klopp uh, since the announcement on Friday, but uh, I don't think it can be understated as well the the loss of uh, Pep and uh, the backroom team, uh, as you said, in bringing through players and developing and coaching and everything. That's going to be a, a massive uh, void uh, to yeah. fill as well. So, well, on that note as well, this is this is quite interesting. I don't think we mentioned this in in the uh, in the emergency pod. Because we were still trying to process everything, but the fact that they've already said that Pep Linders is leaving, that again that points to me like they know who who the next manager is. They'll say all the right things about conducting a process, and we need to like analyze all the data, speak to different people, blah blah blah. There'll be an interview process. If there was an interview process, Pep Linders would be one of the people getting interviewed. I'm not saying like he should get the job. But he certainly should be in a conversation if you're interviewing like a load of random people for the job. He's he would be one one person who, yeah, you'll speak to him and you know, it's even out of courtesy as much as anything else. The fact that they've just gone, yeah, you know, that's fine, you can go on and, and go out and try and be a manager and we wish you the best of luck and all that. The fact that they're willing to just let him walk out the door tells me they already know who's coming in and that, that person's gonna bring his own staff. Uh, yeah, I mean They've got their man uh, already, haven't they? <laughs> uh, for, for me, uh, I think they, so. Yeah, they'll have been working on this since uh, November, mm. and the, the Americans uh, don't hang around. They know how to 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 manage. Um, when when I say manager, I mean from a business point of view, they know how to go about their business. I thought, um, is it uh, Billy Hogan? Is, yeah, is that? Yeah. He looks really impressive as well. Always comes across yeah. really well. I, I like um, him, got to be honest. Yeah, I do too. And um, it's probably yeah, my favourite Hogan now that the Hulksters turned out <laughs> to be a massive awesome. fucking racist. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not Paul Hogan. No, I never yeah. really liked him. There was too many stories about him being a twat at the time. Like, yeah. So no, I was never a fan uh, of him. In fairness, uh, Hulk Hogan is still not the worst uh, person in the WWF. <laughs> no, we're, we're not going to talk about Vince. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> That's bad. But, uh, yeah, Hogan, uh, Hogan is really impressive. And I, I'm sure that uh, since no- November, it's basically end of January now. So they've known for uh, at least uh, two months, probably a little bit more. They yeah, have been uh, working to on three. Yeah. three, maybe. Yeah, they, they'd have been working on this uh basically from uh, the minute they knew that uh, Klopp uh, was going to leave. So. Steve, uh, I wonder if Linders has said that he just doesn't want the job anyway. You, you know, Possibly. You know, I'd like if he's uh, maybe just being asked kind of thing, would you be interested? And he, you know, maybe he just doesn't want to... So just let's say it went badly under him if, he, if, he, if it was going to be him and it went badly. Then you know, I'll, it's just the whole. He's been part of the, you know, as John B said, you know, a few minutes back. You know, it's not just Klopp; it's the backroom staff, it's everyone involved, kind of thing. In terms of, you know, how the process has happened in terms of, you know, academy players coming through and stuff. So maybe if there was a chance that he could have been 
like interested in wonder if he's just said um, uh, you know I don't want to. he's just gonna like have a clean break himself maybe I don't know I feel like you've got to back yourself though you know if if, if you're like a top coach which he is that doesn't mean he'd be a great manager but he's the top coach no doubt about it and you've got aspirations of being a manager I feel like you've got to back your own ability and he knows all of the players he knows like the style of play he's responsible for a lot of the style of play you know Klopp leans heavily on him substitutions Klopp will often say Pep said to me, "We need to get Macaron, or we need to do this." And so, he's he's had a massive part in what we've done anyway. So, if I'm him, I'm I'm going to back myself to feel like I could do the job. So maybe he has said he doesn't want it, but I'd be surprised. Can I just say one thing? And um, Chris actually mentioned this to me uh, in a message on. Uh, on Friday, he said um, if he had been in uh, the pre- uh, at the press conference the, the one uh, Klopp gave on Friday afternoon, uh, the question he would have asked uh, Billy Hogan um, would have been, uh, was any offer made to, to Klopp uh, who, who has said he's he needs to recharge his batteries and, and whatever to take a break and yeah. uh, come back? And I was just wondering what uh, you lads uh, thought of that. Um, do, do you think that uh, suggestion may have been made, or I think um, it will have been. I think they'll, yeah. have, they'll have tried to 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 sow that like in his mind. Well, maybe you you might want to come back, so don't do anything hasty. You can have as much time as you want. But I think they said that to Gleish back in '91, yeah, and he did, said, yeah. "How could he switch off knowing that he, you know results are still happening? He always felt, he, and he'd still be coming back. You know whether we were doing." great or poorly or whatever he'd still be worried about the results uh, whatever yeah. was happening at the time so you know obviously it was a clean break as we know um, and he went on to you know other things with Blackburn and stuff and Newcastle and um, but obviously you know, if Klopp wants that break it's got to be a clean break hasn't it mm-hmm. um, you, you know if he if he's sort of looking at the results thinking oh, as you said earlier Dave you know, will Jürgen be thinking if we're doing badly? What would he be thinking? But he'd be thinking it even more. He'd be thinking I've got to come back. I've got to come <laughs> yeah, back, yeah. So yeah. if he got off to a bad start next season, God forbid or whatever, um, you know. So obviously he's made that choice of a clean break, and it's absolutely to be you know respected. And you know, as Julian said, I think it was Julian anyway on the pod the other day. Might have been his cat. <laughs> <laughs> What's his cat's name? Yeah, he's, Clyde. he's just cat. Clyde, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, but I think he's got in that two, two, Clyde's the troublemaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks a looks a little character it, doesn't he? Clyde, God love him, yeah. Um but yeah, I think it's sort of that clean break's obviously what he wants, it's gotta be respected. Um and yeah, it'll be interesting in the next twelve, eighteen months what his next move is. Um but I can't see him going to anywhere like Bayern Munich because I think Klopp's all of the it's a bit of an underdog attitude, isn't it, with him? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I can't see him going to a top, you know, the the richest team or whatever. I can't see him doing that. You know, past experience tells you that Dortmund. You know, he fought against the odds, didn't he, with Dortmund um, before coming here. I think that attracts him more than anything when he's, you know, looking at jobs or opportunities or whatever. Um, so where that will be his next move, whether it will be the German national team who are in a bit of a mess that could excite him to get you know, Germany back, you know, 
to do what they are expected to do. Again. You know, because Klopp would be good with all young, younger players coming through in that respect, wouldn't he? Probably overhaul everything, wouldn't he? Mm. I, I saw somebody saying uh, on Twitter again, can you imagine him uh, coming back as the Germany manager and uh, them beating England in the World <laughs> Cup final? <laughs> Definitely oh, that's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we get on to the Chelsea game then? Yeah. Okay, so we've seen some players coming back today, getting like a little, little run out from the bench. Um, how many of them do you think come straight back into the, the starting lineup on Wednesday? I'll start with you, John. Uh, Trent, um, I don't think Robbo will start. Um, Okay, on Trent, here's a quick question then. He wasn't one of the first three to come on today, was he? Didn't he come on? No, he so, came on later, yeah. Yeah, so did that not make you think they, he's a little bit behind the others in, in in training? Possibly, but I just think that the way Trent plays, I, I could just see him coming back in and, I, you know, I wouldn't envisage... I think Robbo's a different kettle of fish, isn't he? He, he, he used to his style of level of fish, John. Level. God, I'm on the media. Um, yeah, uh, I think that's. I, I can't. I think Trent had come back in. Um, you know, even though he's coming later, but I think Robbo would just think like you. Right back or a midfield. I think Trent will probably come back at right back. Hmm. Yeah, I think Trent of McAllister will come back in, obviously, if it was just a minor issue, was it? Yeah. 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 Um, I think Gomez will be left back. Obviously, the main two at centre-back. Um, I think the front three, pretty much. Yeah, Diaz will probably come back in, won't he? For Gakpo or for Jota? Uh, for, definitely for Gakpo, yeah. Um, you know, it's got to be uh, Diaz, Jota and Darwin, hasn't it? So you haven't jotted on the right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that's yeah. I think that's probably how I go. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think uh, Trent is like, you know, I, I, I absolutely think he'll just like slot straight back in. To be honest with you. And who else? Do you, who, yeah, who, just John. Who else would you have in, in the middle of the park with uh, Maka? That's gotta be. Curtis, hasn't it? With definitely, it's a tough one, is it? Will Dom come straight back in? I don't know. I, I don't think, think so. so. I don't think Dom no. comes straight back in. No. No. Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, so, as you say, we've got that many options. It's hard to, it's hard to predict, isn't it? So, so who plays then? Uh, I, I mean, I'm the exact same for the front uh, three, John, and uh, the the back, the back five. I think uh, Gomez uh, will start and Trent will come straight back in. I think Mac will as well. Um, Curtis definitely plays. So it's just uh, if Dom doesn't play, who who plays in there? Is it Harvey? I think so. I think he's he'll be fully rested after not playing today. I think I'd start with Harvey and then I'd bring Dom on. I, I suppose yeah. it just depends whether you think Dom's ready to just come in and play 90 minutes. Yeah. Although he doesn't need to play 90, does he? He could play him for like an hour and then bring Harvey on. I don't yeah. know. And it's, it's what we said before, uh, isn't it about the, the strength and depth now? And you just feel even if uh, Dom doesn't start, it's no drop off if, if Harvey uh, plays. So uh, I, I'm comfortable with, with any uh, 
uh, midfield, uh, whether it's Curtis Don Maca or Curtis uh, Elliot Maca, and then when Endo comes back in a few weeks, it could be Endo Maca Dom. Yeah. And what, what uh, about, Curtis Dom. What about Dom in the in the front three on the right? Maybe he's it's where he played for Leipzig. Mm, how uh, often yeah. has he played there for us, though? He it? hasn't, he but has. I, I feel no. as though he got injured at the wrong time because we may have used him there while Mo was away, yeah. but then he got injured, didn't he? Yeah, that, and that... who do you drop then from the front three? Personally, I'd probably play Jota on the left, Darwin in the middle, and then if yeah. I was playing Dom on the right, that, that's what I'd do. Yeah, yeah I, I just think it's very difficult... Um, Arsenal to, away might be the better game to do in that yeah. rather yeah. than Chelsea at home. Uh, well, what I would say about the, the front three, we've, we've said all season when we have this uh, front five, but um, obviously Salah's away at the moment, but I, I think uh, Nunes... And, well, he's uh, not. He's, he's here. He's just injured. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's obviously, yeah, he's, he's not available, but I think Nunes and uh, Jota, I, again... Uh, just in general, anyway, I really like the two of them, but they're, they're scoring goals. Uh, they've both got three in the last uh, uh, two games, and you have to start, I think, uh, uh, the two of them on uh, on Wednesday against Chelsea. And the other the other places up for grabs uh, between Diaz, I guess, and uh, Gakpo. I think Diaz is fresh. He yeah. only played, like, what did he play? Ten minutes today? Yeah, he just came on at the end. I don't think he would even have come on, other than the fact that McConnell got cramp and had to go off. Yeah, so that's the front three I'd go with on uh, on Wednesday, uh, Diaz, Nunes and Jota. And I I suppose the only question is about who plays with uh, Maka and Curtis in in, in midfield. Is it Dom or is it Harvey? you not bringing Robbo back in? No. I wouldn't, no. (laughs) Hopefully get minutes, because I think he might be very important against Arsenal. But I just think you've got to build, like, what's he been on, four months, is it? Yeah. But, yeah, so. but he's been training for about three months. So he's he's actually, he, he's fit. That's not the problem. He just wasn't allowed contact training. But it's not like he's been sitting around, not able to do anything for months. We said this after, uh, after the Fulham game, didn't we? Uh, about uh, finding a way to accommodate uh, Trent, uh, Gomez and Robbo in the same team because yeah. it's so difficult to drop uh, Gomez and I think the fact that he came off after 55 minutes today, that's a that's a sure sign that he, he's going to uh, start on uh, on Wednesday night and and rightly so given what he's done in the last uh, in the last four or five months See, I don't think this is what's going to happen but if it was me, I would be playing Trent in in the the right hand side midfield role like Dom's position, I would be playing Trent there, and I'd be playing Joe Gomez right back, and I'd bring Robbo back as long as if they think Robbo can can play, then I'd do it. Maybe you have to wait till the Arsenal game to do it, but uh, that's what I'd be doing, I think. But I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think, as you said, John, I think it'll be Trent at right back probably. Maybe Gomez starting on Wednesday, but out of the two games, I'd rather Gomez be starting away at Arsenal up against Saka because he's pocketed them twice, hasn't he? Like the in That's recent weeks, point, the two games yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's just great Gomez is having a good run on the side now. I mean, he's been so unlucky with like bad injuries, hasn't he? And um, you, you know, he's settled, he's playing really well. Um, and yeah, as he, he he looks. 
more of a fullback to me now than a centre back. I mean, yeah. it's always been one of them, hasn't it? Where's for ages. Best position and that, but you know, obviously Virgin Carter is just like formidable, aren't they? It's like you know, so Gomez, like it's such a you know relief that coming late in the season that we've got a player who can fill in maximum like different uh, positions. Um, you know, so versatile. But you know, the squad's versatile, isn't it? You've got that many. Uh, players who can fill in different positions and mm-hmm. like the levels or qualities that doesn't drop and they all know the roles. You know, Harvey, I mean, Harvey won't play in the front three, but he could play there. I'm not saying he should do, but he could on on the right hand side. But um, you know, I know he's mainly playing midfield, but it is another option as well. So predictions then for Wednesday night. Oh. Nil nil draw if, if you're going past yeah. the previous fixes with Chelsea. Yeah. No, um, I think we'll batter them. Yeah, I, I think we will, but yeah, it's, I mean, was it the last four games have been nil nil? Is mm-hmm. it? I think it is, and one before that was a one one draw, but yeah, we should be, uh, you know, get a couple of early goals. I mean, I know the, the sort of the results are better, but uh, you know, never impressed when I see them. Um, you know, they still look like they're a bit uh, a bit inconsistent in terms of performance is what I've seen of them. So, you know, there's not really a lot to worry about in terms of, you know, threats either. I mean, I don't even know. Is that Jackson Lab playing, is he, or is he injured? Or I don't think he's been playing recently, but I've not paid that well, much attention to What happened to the, the, the Leipzig lad they got? And Kunker, he come back for one or two games, did yeah, he? Yeah, I think he got a, a bit of a knock. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't even know who, who the striker is who plays up front for them or anything. Brozier's been playing. He's had some games lately. Uh, Sterling and Cole Palmer's been in in a front three as well. Yeah, he he looks a hell of a talent to mm. be fair. Like, um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not expecting any more than a comfortable win. Um, you know, as you say, the crowds will be right up for it, fans will be right up for it, midweek game and yeah, i probably say a, like a 3-1 win I'll, I'll go for I think we'll score four <laughs> I do, I just think we've got the bit yeah. between our teeth, we're always better in the second half of the season, you know we get better as the season goes along I think everyone's galvanised now with the whole like Klopp news I think they're, it, it, it's, we've got like that focus, okay we're gonna win the title. We've got to win the title. So just keep keep churning out wins, and stay ahead of City up until the point we play them, and then that game's just gonna be fucking off the scale. Yeah. The atmosphere in, in that game, like, so I think we'll yeah. handle Chelsea relatively Hopefully. easily. Arsenal's gonna be uh, more tricky, but I think we'll win comfortably on Wednesday. Well, City are playing as well, aren't they? Just uh, they kick off. Before us, because it's, it's it's a late kickoff. Are playing FC Dog and Duck? <laughs> Is it not Brentford? No, no. I don't know. Actually, Brentford. Brentford is a, a, Brentford no, it's a handful. Yeah, it's not it? an easy uh, game if it is Brentford. It's probably Burnley. Uh, Feels like they play uh, Burnley every two or three weeks. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah, Brentford's away. I think it is. Yeah. Okay, that's not easy. That's Ivan Tony's back. It was mentioned in the emergency pod. I think uh, uh, four point seven six. If if we're sitting here next uh, uh, next Sunday, uh, I think the Arsenal game is is a Saturday or Sunday. It's next Sunday. Uh, if we're hit, sitting here next Sunday, haven't got four point seven six um, from Chelsea and Arsenal. I, I think that'd be pretty uh, pretty good. 
Um, yeah, City are home to Burnley. Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Don't yeah. 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 On the the Sunday, next Sunday, and then sit your way to uh, Brentford on Monday night football. I, I knew they had Brentford coming up. So, yeah. oh, God, so, uh, so I I, I think it's got to be six points out of six. I, I don't think four will cut it. To be no, honest, I agree. I think we we need to be getting six, and I think I think we will. That that fixture, City Burnley, it's just like oh, that, that's the one team in the league you wouldn't want them to play. It's like out oh, of you know the other. 19 teams, so maybe apart from Everton, maybe, but uh, yeah, that's like you know, that's guaranteed three points for City, probably win four or five nil. So, yeah, it's like I think we've got to beat Arsenal. It's like you know, draw, it's like no, it's got to be a win. I just you know, normally it'd take a draw at Arsenal, but I just think this is like crunch moments, isn't it? This, this is like a pivotal We're better week. than Arsenal, John. That's the thing, we're better than them, so go there and win. Yeah, and Jota, you know, if Jota plays, we win, that's it, oh, yeah. Arsenal, scores, Jota it? against Arsenal. Jota to, Jota to Arsenal is what Suarez was to Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, just like, he sets foot on the pitch and it's just like Nam-style flashbacks for all their fans, like, oh no, no, no. The only player I, I can really think of, like, for us with that was probably Eden Hazard. He'd do fucking nothing for months and then like he'd just look like the greatest player in the world when he played against us. He's always brilliant against us. Just just on the point uh, quickly that we need to, to win uh, these uh, two games, so Chelsea and Arsenal, it just shows the pressure uh, that we're under. And yeah. it's just not fair, is it? Because obviously we know City have cheated mm. to get where they are. They're still cheating. Um and uh, it just doesn't seem fair that you have to put up these numbers to have a chance. Uh, I mean, I think we we can drop two points uh, before we play City uh, because we need to be either level or just ahead of them and they'll probably win uh, most of their games up to that, uh, up to when we play them uh, in mid-March. So... Um, our toughest game on paper anyway is uh, Arsenal uh, away next week so um, as I say four four out of six uh, would be uh, f- for me fine uh, anything less puts us uh, behind the eight ball because we know that City are just going to go on a, a long run of uh, victories in the next uh, in the next six weeks or so so uh, yeah uh, Obviously, love to, to to win both games, but uh, if you ask me now, I, I'd take four points every six. No, I'm I'm not settling for four. I think we can get six, and I'm also not writing off Brentford on Monday night either. The odds are against it, but they've definitely got a result in them. You know, if that game's played ten times, I could see Brentford maybe winning it twice, maybe getting a draw. Most of the time they're going to lose, but it's not out the question to think that City can drop points there. So, and as you said, your boy is back, I suppose. Yeah, so. my boy Ivan Tony, but my other boy and Bermo's not not going to be back. If both of them were playing, I'd feel pretty good about it. But yeah, we'll see. Did you see like all, all the fucking fuss made over Ivan Tony's goal, like the the free kick? Oh yeah, that, that's pathetic. Yeah. You know what? Forrest should be looking at themselves there. No one in the wall was paying attention. They should have realised what he was doing. 
I just think that's clever, and the fact that he he got a handful of foam as well and put it in front of the yeah, ball after he moved it. And people like calling him a cheat. I'm like, fuck off. I saw loads of like knobheads on Twitter, and not even Forest fans. Like, I even seen Liverpool fans saying it. I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Going on about like, oh, he's just been like banned for however many months for basically breaking the rules, and now look, he comes back and he's doing that. It's like you fucking crybabies, get over yourselves. That was just smart what he did. And if Forest weren't paying attention, that's on them. No, it's on, and like it's not the referee's fault. Referee can't have eyes in the back of his head. VAR's not allowed to do anything about it. And Forrest are fucking writing to to PGMOL complaints. Like, my God, the decisions that have gone against different teams this year, and you're undermining everybody's arguments by fucking kicking off over something like that. Because when someone does have a legitimate complaint and they complain about it, it's going to be like, oh, here we go again, another team crying about it. So, but how far, mo- how far was the ball actually moved? It was what? Not like, much. What, half a yard. Yeah. Half but a it, yard, yeah. yeah. So he like, he, he said, did you see his interview when he was talking about it? I didn't know this, and I still don't know if this is true, but he was convincing. He said something like, you're allowed to move the ball half a yard either side anyway, That's so I've done nothing wrong. I'm like, that's not oh. a rule I've ever heard, but he seemed pretty adamant about it. I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to doubt you if that's what you're saying. Sometimes I think that you know, like you get a free kick on the edge of the box, and like you know, it's too, it's on the edge of the box. I always think sometimes, like you wanted a bit further back, wouldn't you? Like two or three, so you can get the ball over and under the like over the wall kind of thing. Uh, give you more chance of getting it over the wall. Um, I always, I've always thought that in the past, why don't players do that a bit more often? It's something you never really see. Yeah. You, you know, players bringing the ball backwards. It's hard to yards. do now because of the spray, which is why Tony was clever by getting a handful of it and moving that along with the ball. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we're talking about having Tony taking free kicks now, so I think we've run out of steam <laughs> and it's probably time to call it a night. Yeah. We've got a little bit sidetracked. So um, yeah, we'll end it there and we'll be back after the... Well, we won't be back on the night of the Chelsea game. It'll be too late, so we'll record that Thursday morning. So look out for the next one around Thursday lunchtime. Uh, thanks for listening and we'll catch you soon the best word I can say but uh, we'll describe this was boom (laughs) 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 what was this it was really good